I go Where the fire serve cold But the wolves and the hawks never shiver in the snow The bulls keep it running, the socks run the south The cubs run the north, but the bears run the house True Chicago sports fans got their ears to the street Any team make a move and they never skip a beat And in this house, this is where we be Welcome to the show with E-Rock and Big Z Welcome, welcome, welcome to Chicago Coming from the True Chicago Sports Fan Cave, this is the TCSF Podcast with your host, E-Rock and Big Z. Yeah, yeah. Episode 33 is brought to you by 606 Media, Noir Caesar, Grit Clothing Company, and don't forget to check out gritclothingco.com and use our promo code TRUEFAN15 for 15% off your entire order. As always, I am Big Z and I'm with my co-host, E-Rock. What up, E? What's good, Z? What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome, welcome. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button on your listening app of choice. We're available on all major platforms. This week, we have a fantastic guest, one of our 606 family from the Allnet Podcast, hip-hop recording artist with Shine Native Entertainment and host of the Allnet Podcast with Mike Logic and Ideal, our resident NBA expert, Mike Logic, is joining us today. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Z. See, we got another exciting show, man. Oh, man. Can't have it all the way. One of my favorite phrases in sports has been uttered this week. What's that? Pitchers and catchers report Chicago is ready for spring to be here. Thank goodness. Thank (laughs) goodness. Now we get to talk White Sox baseball for the next seven months. Oh, brother. Oh, yeah. I think how much how much more white size stuff is going to show up in the studio in the next couple of months? <laughs> a lot more, I'm going to tell you that much. All right, it's a wonderful time of the year. This is new beginnings. Yeah, everyone has great aspirations of making the World Series. Maybe maybe not the Orioles, <laughs> but you know the the Cubs are be in a playoff mix. Hopefully, yeah. the Sox will be in a playoff mix. Hopefully, you know, barring any injuries. But it's a wonderful time of the year, man. We we get super excited about yeah. our teams. What we're gonna do? Who's coming up? Who we sign? And it's, we're, we're, it feels like we're getting. Last season was so short. Yes. So now we're like, all right, here comes the real thing. Yeah, yeah. And then the thing is that you know you get to like June, you're like, oh my god, the season takes forever. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Yeah. So we got to we get to talk some White Sox baseball because you know what ESPN doesn't. Oh brother. That, I mean, I'm just staying facts. <laughs> all right, let's start things off in the right way. Yeah. This is the loop. Our Chicago Sports Roundup, where we keep you in the loop. This is Chicago. Doors open on the left at Chicago. Welcome to Chicago. Welcome Welcome to Chicago. Welcome to Chicago. This is Chicago. Doors open on the left at Chicago. All right, any Bears news this week? Yeah, man, this was a very interesting week uh, for the Chicago Chicago Bears Bears. and, and the Bears and also the Eagles and the Colts. We know there's one guy who's not coming to the lakefront. That's right. Carson Wentz went to Indianapolis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's correct. Carson Wentz got traded to Indianapolis Colts. The Eagles are trading their quarterback to the Colts for a third-round draft pick this year uh-huh. and a conditional second-round pick in 2022. The condition is that they play 75% of his snaps. That goes up to a number one pick. Do you think that would have been a good price for the Bears to play? Hell no. <laughs> he could he could once his 
butt all the way over there. It's all good. You know, there was a, a graphic that I saw this week that um, you had Jerry Goff and Carson Wentz who were back-to-back. I think it was either, I think they were 18, 2018 picks. Um, back-to-back first and second overall picks that got traded. That's right. Yeah. That, that, that's insane. That's, that's insane. weird. Like, especially in the NFL, especially for two quarterbacks. And I know that Ryan Pace was very uh, interested in Wentz when he was in the draft. So I'm, I'm it's it's a wonder what's going really going on here. Well, Brad Biggs from Chicago Tribune had some interesting thoughts on the Bears and the draft, which he talked about in his mailbox segment recently. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh... yeah, I mean, we've been speculating quite a bit with the uh, quarterback position. We heard all types of names, like you know, we were saying Carson Wentz, of course, Deshaun Watson, who I should start saying is got signed just like you did with your boy. That's right. <laughs> uh, we heard Matt Stafford connected to the Bears, Russell Wilson, Derek Carr. I mean, we even heard Matt Ryan at some point. So, um, you know, one name we really didn't hear was Mitch Trubisky. I don't know where he's going. But now here's the thing is that I don't know where Mitch is going either. He's I think not he's coming to be, Chicago, I'll tell you I, that much. Keyshawn Johnson came out and said that's probably where he should come back to. Well, it's his best scenario. For him, yeah. yeah. But I, like I said, I, you couldn't bring back Pace and Nagy and Trubisky. You no. could bring... It, it, Pace and Trubisky uh, do not, or Nagy and Trubisky do not work well together. No, they don't. So in Brad Biggs' mailbox, uh, this is what he uh, he said recently. He says, mm-hmm. a week or two ago, I would have said to get that thought out of your mind because the price to move from number 20 into the top five. And keep in mind, it's not out of the question three quarterbacks to come off the board in the top four picks. It would be absorbent. Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy would need to trust the, uh, need the trust of the chairman, George McCaskey, to make to take that swing, and while I still think it's rather unlikely, you cannot rule it out. I imagine they have to do something to get better there. Otherwise, they're basically returning the same team. A player personnel director of another NFC team set. So, so I mean, just let's put it this way. They're going to come back, and your starting quarterback is going to be Nick Foles. <sighs> because there's no way ownership is going to say, yeah, go ahead and mortgage the rest of the future just like you did the last four years mm. for a quarterback that we have no idea what's, what they're going to do. And what are you giving up? The future. The so, next five years of picks? And, and that's the problem is that you're, you hamstring yourself because you end up with one great player and then you can't fill out the roster around them. And if and if they lose this season, they have a horrible season. Guess what? Those guys are not going to be here. Well, now here's the thing too: and, is that you know we we haven't really heard a ton about Allen Robinson. Not at all. And I think Allen Robinson wanting to sign an extension because there's probably going to tag him this year. They're going to tag him, right? But uh, as far as him signing an extension, I think it really depends on how, who they land at quarterback. Because if they got a guy that he wants to play with, then he's more likely to give you a couple more years, right? Otherwise, he can kiss him goodbye. Yeah, he's going to get tagged. There's no way the Bears let him walk. Right. I mean, this would be a smart thing to do, but they're going to have to make some moves. I mean, they have a lot of money on the books and a lot of guys that weren't producing, and they need to be taken off the books. So there's a there's a player that's coming out in the draft this year, a quarterback who I've been watching for years and years, and his name is Justin Fields, and he's a quarterback from Ohio State. And traditionally, what we've seen, in, at least in the last few years, is that Ohio State quarterbacks do not do well in the NFL. But personally, I'm a fan of the kid's game. I like the way he plays. I like, you know, his his um, his style. And I've been rooting for him since I watched him on Netflix years ago on the oh QB1 boy. series. Oh, boy. So now, um, you know, do you think there's a chance that the Bears move up from number 20 to draft a guy like that? I don't think so. I think I think if they do, if they do move up the draft, they're going to get a offensive lineman. 
Okay. They're going to address that need just because that needs to be cemented. Um, again, I think as far as a quarterback, they're going to go into the uh, free agent market mm-hmm. uh, or they might trade. I mean, you still got, uh, let's see, uh, Akeem Hicks. Yep. 12 million on the books. Anthony Miller, 1.7. Uh, Bobby Massey, 9.3. Buster Massey's Screen. Massey's got to go. Right. Buster Screen, uh, 6.1 million. Screen can go too. Yeah. And then uh, Jimmy Grant, 10 million. All right. So you want, who did you want? Ma- Massey to go? So if you cut him, uh, you're saving 6.7 million, which is a good significant amount since the cap didn't go up. Uh, if you cut Jimmy Graham, that's seven million more. <laughs> the, I like Jimmy Graham. I just I, at a cheaper price. I, I I agree. I agree. And and so do you cut Hicks? Because that's ten million saved if you cut Hicks. Akeem Hicks. Or if you restructure his contract, which he won't do because he's going to get paid. He's getting paid. So. No, I don't cut him. Okay. I can't cut him. All right, then you're not going to cut Miller either because he's only making one point seven mil. No. Uh, Massey is a big thing. I think they, they, I think there is a good chance they are going to focus on the offensive line at least early in the draft. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's also something that they're looking into on free agency. Now, on the NFL Network, um, on their website, their mock draft has the Bears at number 20 going after Kadarius Tony, who is a wide receiver out of uh, Florida. Um, he is uh, six foot 193. Um, you know he's, he's kind of small. He, I mean, that's kind of average. You know what I mean? Like for for a wide receiver, six yeah. foot, six foot. I mean, shit, I'm right under six feet. Yeah, I mean that's average. Antonio Brown's about that. You want to get a six five, six seven dude, man? I, it, you don't. Yeah, but those are those are uh, tight ends, man. <laughs> like you're not getting a ton of guys. You, you like six two. Allen Robinson's six two. You know yeah. what I mean? So. Yeah. Um, but but that's who uh, NFL Network has them taking. But on the other side, you have Pro Football Focus, and they have the Bears taking Christian Derrishaw, uh, offensive tackle out of Virginia Tech. Um, the biggest thing, like I said, we don't know who's going to be under center for the Chicago Bears no, right now. No, we don't. No, we don't. You know that Nick Foles is probably going to be here, and I still think that they need to go after someone in the free agent market and still uh, go after someone in the draft. To me, if Mac Jones is available, that's the guy that I think that they could realistically get. Okay. Um, but and I, the, he just won a championship too, so take that for whatever you want. Traditionally, you don't see Alabama quarterbacks doing all that great. You're, you you see some LSU quarterbacks do okay. It's just mm-hmm. the, the quarterbacks that do really well are a great program. No, it's just random because I mean well, Roethlisberger's from Marshall or, or, or uh, Marshall. No, he's from like Miami of Ohio. Yes, but that's what I'm saying. Like. Aaron Rodgers from Cal, you know, uh, I, Russ Wilson went to South Carolina, then he went to Wisconsin. He's bounced around, so it, but it's just you don't know what the hell that means anymore. Like I don't know, it's it's so off the wall. It really is. I mean, Texas. I mean, Mahomes went to Texas Tech. You don't think about Texas Tech having great quarterbacks? No, that's what I'm saying. It's like super random where you get like a great quarterback, so you can't predict it. I mean, you got to depend on your personnel, and guess what? We really haven't been able to do that for quarterbacks. And- well, we're hoping that the scouting uh, really shines so, through right now. I mean, that's the biggest thing. So, I don't know. So, let's move on from the Bears. All right, thanks. Thank goodness. That's yeah, it's so exhausting. And tell me what's going on with a sport that's actually happening right now at the Madhouse on Madison with the Blackhawks. The Madhouse on Madison, the Blackhawks. Yes, the Hurricanes were one of the NHL top possession teams, and the Blackhawks went over to play over there. And uh, guess what? The Hurricanes just flexed their muscles and whooped the Blackhawks. <laughs> I mean, they fought back from a 2-0 deficit, but they just couldn't capitalize on the, on the momentum, especially in the third period. 
the Hurricanes put three goals on them in the third period, and it was just that was a wrap. They're not ready. They're not ready. They're not ready. They're not ready. <laughs> the Hur- uh, yeah, the Hurricanes play a high pressure system, and guess what? They're one of the best in the league. Uh huh. Yeah, I mean the Blackhawks. They feel comfortable about their structure and their team game, but there's certainly parts of Carolina's style that they like to implement into their own. And you got Kane, Mitchell, Soderbergs all scored for the Hawks, but they couldn't overcome the three goals that were given up in that third period. Yeah. You know, the second game of the series will be rescheduled for a later date. Yeah, yeah. That's some, probably some COVID thing. Yeah, there's a lot of COVID protocol. COVID protocol. No, a COVID protocol going on. I mean, it, that's the that's the craziest thing about what's going on with sports right now. You don't even know if you're going to play your games half the time. No, there's been a lot of games scheduled at the NBA, the, the NHL. And, you know, hopefully MLB doesn't have this issue because they are also traveling all over the country. Mm-hmm. What's going on in Wrigleyville? Uh, the Cubs add another late-inning option to the mix, agreeing to a one-year contract with free agent reliever Brandon Workman. Um, he would, it would His deal would include $1 million base salary with another $2 million possible uh, in incentives. And um, the Cubs also reached an agreement with... Oh, oh, oh it's no. my boy, Pedro Strope. <laughs> He's got a minor league deal, includes an invitation to spring training. Uh, Strope, obviously, was a longtime staple with yep. Chicago... Uh, in our bullpen, and he is one of the, he holds a lot of records for bullpen for the Cubs. I think these are great signings to shore up their bullpen. Uh, Strope, obviously, he's got great numbers. If you don't know, if you're like, oh, yeah, he, he sucked, guess what? Look at his numbers. He had great numbers for the Cubs. I think the interesting thing with Strope and Area coming back is, like I was saying before, is that that's that trade that they made way back when. Yep. And you got two players in your organization that turned out to be really, really great for you when you were really going on your extended playoff runs. Yeah, I mean, these guys are going to be just a stopgap until the Cubs figure out what they're going to do, what's next. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're trying to... They are trying to grab some of that magic from the 2016 season, seeing, trying to see what what these guys have, still have left in the tank. And considering the fact that they had their best years in the major leagues with the Cubs, sometimes it just matters where, how comfortable you are with your surroundings. Yeah, it makes sense. And then they know the manager. Well, that helps too. A little bit. Uh, yeah, it looks like the back end of the bullpen is starting to shape up. And don't forget, we still have Craig uh, Kimbrell, who is actually looking a lot better towards the end of the season once he shaved off his beard, unfortunately. Is that beard back? No, I don't think so. I mean, you know, they just reported, so I don't think we have uh, pictures yet, but we'll okay. see. He probably has a COVID beard like the rest of us. <laughs> um, but there is one player that I'm missing right now that I would love for them to bring back, and that was Jeremy Jeffers. Uh, he was the substitute closer for the Cubs uh, when Kimbrell was in, was either injured or he couldn't get it done or whatever it is. He kind of had a weird little spot there. Um, but I liked the man. Like, he, he was a guy that was really good for uh, Milwaukee, when they played against the Cubs, so he had a down year. The Cubs brought him in, and he was actually playing very strong for them. So I was hoping to see him back in blue. Mm. Well, you're going to do, do what you got. <laughs> well, Sorry for that, man. Sorry. <laughs> All right, man. What's going on in the South Side? South Side. Uh, Rick Hahn. Rick Hahn was on the radio this week and discussed the status of players. Most notably, he discussed how Moncada was deeply affected by COVID and how it lingered throughout the season. There was a couple plays where he was either running you know he had like a triple or no he was on first and he had to run all the way home and he was gassed yeah and they had to like fan him and had medical people come and check on him because they had no idea what was wrong with him we still don't know all of the after effects the long-term effects we don't know the long-term effects of covid so you know for someone that works their body as much as a professional athlete does right it can be it could possibly be more dangerous than it is for 
lump like me. <laughs> so, you know, the thing is, is that and we heard about that last year, how, you know, he had the COVID fatigue. He had the long lasting right. this or whatever other symptom that was bothering him after after he already came back. Yeah, he was having trouble some days where he was doing his warm up at third base and mm-hmm. taking, you know, ground balls. And then he'd be out of breath out of nowhere. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, like I said, the hopefully that hopefully by the end of this year, Everyone can get their vaccine because we're going to, if it, you're either, everyone's like, well, everyone's going to get COVID. Okay. And everyone's probably going to, at some point, end up getting the vaccine. It's just what it is. I mean, like, at least. It's like similar to the flu where you have to get, you know, your flu shot. You might still get the flu, but right. you won't get the full effects of it. But yeah. yeah. All right. On lighter news with Moncada. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. My boy, my, my pretty boy there, he <laughs> dropped a music video. And guess what? It's pretty awesome. <laughs> oh man, have you heard this song, man? Uh, we were listening to it a little bit earlier, bro. I, I, I was swinging one artificial hip and one broken hip, and <laughs> swinging them back. And forth. Hey, man, you know what? It's a, it's a good song. The video is, you know, it's whatever. It's a typical video. Uh-huh. There's beautiful women there. They're moving around, all this stuff. I'm on a boat. Yeah, exactly. Kind of stuff like that. Yeah. But you know what? This song's gonna become a hit. And you know what I'm waiting for, bro? Mm-mm. I'm waiting for that Bad Bunny re- remix. Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny. <laughs> Bad Bunny, baby. Bro, why does he talk like... <laughs> like, he, he sounds like a Puerto Rican vampire. Like, yeah. I want to suck your acapurria. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You ain't lying. Hey, but he's a 24-7 champion right now. So yeah, that is true. That uh, is true. That's all right. All right, Rick Khan also talked about Kopech and Crochet and their roles in the upcoming season. Kopech is coming back, and he will be 31 months since he last pitched in the majors. Wow. So, so I mean, that's that's not... That's your brand-new pitcher. I was... I, I really wonder if he had opted into last season, what how that would have turned out for them. He wasn't here mentally. He, he yeah. was worried about his family with the COVID. He had that personal issue with his wife where they're divorced right. and, not, and having a kid and all. Yeah, he, he had a bunch of stuff going yeah. on. So I get it. And being a young man, oh, yeah, the anxiety and yeah. the depression. So I think it was the best for him as a person. Uh-huh. And the White Sox supported that, which I thought was an awesome thing to do and say, all right, cool. We'll support you and we'll get you help and how, whatever we can do. He's still a guy that they're going to have to put a lot of pressure on to help them get to where they need to go. Yes. Now, here's the thing. When they signed him and they brought him up, he was the hope. Yeah. They're like, oh, you're the number one guy. You're yeah. the number one guy. We're putting all the weight on you. Guess what? He's not the number one guy now. He's not. Well, because they've had to lean on other guys. Well, now you got Kaiko and you got Giolito. But that's what I'm saying. Is yeah, that you got... Hoping- Giolito and Keiko were at least in the majors, and they use like, okay, professional, professional. This guy, to me, he has a lot more pressure on him because you don't know what you got out of him yet. Well, you know what? When he was warming up in the bullpen, you got a lot of like 400, 500 people crowding the, the bullpen just to see him throw. Yeah, yeah. He's not going to have that now. No, he, well. He's not going to have that type of pressure. He will have pressure, not that type of pressure. Because the White Sox are gonna really going to, Cater to having him his innings managed. Yeah. So what oh, I mean absolutely. that what I mean by that he's gonna be like whether they're winning five to two or seven to two they're gonna say okay on Friday he's pitching one inning and the inning's gonna start clean. Right. 
No, they're absolutely going to manage how he goes through the season. And, and you will see him start like games later on in the season. Yeah, you'll see him like spot start. Yeah. Once once guys start getting injured, you'll see him go back to starting. Yeah, I would games. say around August, you'll see him start a couple games. Well, and then two is that you had what, what happened with Crochet so quick after he finally got a chance to play. That's and on he just, He was just drafted. Throw him in the game. That's guess on, what happened? That's on Renteria. Didn't give him enough time to, to warm up. No. That's on Renteria. He should not have been thrown out there in the beginning. No. It, it was just a bad plan from the start. Oh, and that's why he's gone. Yeah, well, so Crochet and, and, and Kopek will both be in a bullpen with limited innings this year. Kind of like Strasburg, you know, mm-hmm. when he was, you know, was coming back. So, yeah. So... Guys, relax. They'll be fine. All right. Either way, they're going to be premium starters in the future. So look at them as you're going to probably be your your three, four, or five starters in the right. future. Right. Absolutely. So, all right. Um, finally, to put a bookend onto the White Sox, uh, the, in White Sox news, we want to send our condolences to the family of Juan Pizarro, who passed away at the age of 84 last Thursday. Pizarro was a two-time All-Star in six seasons on the South Side, winning 75 games between 1961 and 1966. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. We'll be right back after a brief word from our sponsor. This is Chicago. Doors open on the left at Chicago. Welcome back to the True Chicago Sports Fans Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, today we have a very special guest, hip-hop recording artist with Shine Native Entertainment, host of the All Net Podcast with Mike Logic and Ideal. You can also find him on the mic every Tuesday night live from the res with his Shine Native crew. Shout out to Ideal, throw MC in words. He's our resident NBA and Bulls expert. It's the one and only Mike Logic. Welcome to the show. What's up, fellas? Rock, Big Z, what's going on? True Chicago Sports Fans Podcast. That's right, that's right, rocking it out, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're happy to have you on, man. What's going on? I'm hyped up. I just had my cup of coffee. I'm ready to talk. <laughs> Let's go. All right, first up, Mike, I, I think we've had you on once before. No, I know we had you on once before. Uh-huh. But we got to ask. Lost files. Yeah, that's right, that's right. We got to go through the archives. Literally lost files. <laughs> go go through, the, through the record crate. Uh, so we, we got to ask, man, because, you know, Cubs or Sox? What side are you on the fence, man? Uh-oh. Oh, I bleed Cubby Blue. Oh, no. <laughs> this isn't even a good question. It's a great question. We asked start out the interview. Oh, it's a great question because I know somebody's going to finally be on my side. Yeah. We finally. have so much White Sox going on in this show, man. Hey, hey it's 2021. It's either the White Sox, brother. All right, man. Now that we got all the important stuff out of the way, <laughs> let's, let's talk about the Chicago Bulls. Now, we were talking off the mic a little bit. And this is an important question because I think this is a question that you pose to a lot of your followers. Is Zach Levine a superstar? Zach Levine is damn near a superstar. He's not He's not at that top tier of guard play yet, but he's approaching that. Right now, he's averaging 28.9 points per game, 5.4 rebounds, 5.1 assists. I believe he's shooting like 42% from the three, 51% from the field. He's approaching that seldomly achieved 50, 40, 90 club. There's only been a couple guys to do it. Larry Bird, Steph Curry, Kevin Durant. And if Zach Levine continues on this trajectory, he will be another one in the 50, 40, 90 club. So, so to answer your question. Yes. <laughs> yes. I know, I know you're going to... You're going to ask it, and you just did ask it, actually. Is he a superstar? 
He's he's not a superstar. I'm not putting him in that superstar tier yet, but he's a very very good all star level player. So what is your criteria for superstar? Because you're 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 spitting out numbers by a Hall of Famer and a future Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. So but- to be a a superstar, first of all, you have to eventually reach the playoffs. You have to know what that feels like to play in the playoffs, lose right. some playoff games. All right. Okay, just putting up just putting up 27, 28 points on a team that doesn't get into the playoffs year in and year out, that's not going to do it. He put up 25 last year. He was a star last year. This year he's an all-star. He is the reason that his team has won. I would you know, I would say out of the 13 games, most of those games, he's he's a big reason that they won most of those games. So basically, you're saying the last step for Zach Levine to become a superstar is playoffs. Playoffs, and your team has to win more games. You can't you can't be in the ninth and tenth spot in the East. Now, is Bradley Beal a superstar? Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna say, and I'm gonna yeah. go against my criteria. All right, right. That's what I'm saying. They're right on the same level. Yeah. If Zach was averaging 35 per game, I would say probably, yeah, he's a superstar. If if Zach's averaging 35 points a game, he's an MVP caliber person. Mm -hmm. He's going to be in that Bradley Beal's averaging like 33 right now, and you're not going to put him in the MVP category because this team's one of the worst in the league. Right. So as far as criteria for that voting goes, no, Bradley Beal can score 50 points per game. And if his team doesn't get into the playoffs, no, you're not going to be MVP. That, that puts people in the Russell Rest, uh, Westbrook uh, bracket. Yeah, but yeah, like people like rush to this TV to see uh, to see Russ play. You know what I mean? Like, and it is, he's been that. So he's been a superstar for a long time. And I think people are now rushing to watch Zach play. He's one I, of the toughest shot makers in the NBA. So let's stay in the backcourt and let me get some thoughts about Kobe Wright. You know, I do you think he's a true point guard? Where do you see his where do you see him going with his team? Where he can where can he fit? So I don't see him as a true point guard. I think it's pretty clear that he's not a true point guard and they're trying to make a fit a fit a square peg in a round hole. Okay. I think you guys have used this term before mm-hmm. a couple times on the show. But you you're seeing his playmaking ability in little spurts. And that's what he can become. He can become a very good playmaker. A true point guard, like a Mike Conley Jr. type, mm. a Ricky Rubio type. Nah, he's not a true point guard. Those guys are looking to get their team involved first. Kobe's always going to look for his shot first because he's a shooter. And he has such a weird, like, motion, a, such a quick shot. As soon as it hits his hands, he's uh, there's very little wasted motion with his shot. Yeah, he pretty much makes his mind up very quickly. Yeah, If he's going to shoot it or he's going to dribble it, drive it, pass it. He, he's pretty quick with his decision-making. It just has to get better, and he has to consistently become a better passer. Right. That, that's my biggest thing with, with Kobe. He's not consistent night out, night in and night out. Uh, his his turnovers are, are either feast or famine. Mm-hmm. You know, he's scoring feast or famine, and that's why he's getting benched by the coach saying, hey, how about you sit down and watch the game with me because I need you to see what I'm seeing because you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. I'm asking you to be a point guard. And, and they have someone like Garrett Temple that they can kind of help to build Kobe behind and, and look at what he's doing. That when we when the Bulls sign him, we're sitting here like, who is this guy? Right. But he's been a pretty valuable part of the team. You guys were sitting there like, who's this guy? I'm like, I know Garrett Temple. He's been on like ten or eleven different teams. Well, that's, that's <laughs> because now, we now, don't we don't but, we don't host an NBA podcast, sir. We're not watching that, every that single podcast team. with Mike Logic and Ideal. That's right. That's right. Six Six Media family, but. 
when when I saw they signed him, I'm like, okay, I like this. And Garrett Temple has been even better than I thought he would be. Absolutely. Yeah, huge surprise. I so, think he's surprised a lot of Bulls fans with his play. Most definitely. So But mentor, but mentorship, not to cut you off, Z, but no, mentorship, like he's great for it. And you can see him. He's pointing things out. He's taking his uh, younger players under his wing. And now, albeit he's not a superstar player, no. but he's been in this league. He knows how he knows how things go in this league. He can show different things that he's learned throughout his time in this league. He's a true professional. Yeah. He's a true professional. Best way to put it, yeah. Yeah, true that's professional. Right. So let's move so on. So that is young. I, I can't. I can't. I cannot move on without talking about that is young. That is young. <laughs> true professional. Love that is young. Yeah. Uh, so let's go with Larry. Larry Marketing, because I'm going to call him Larry until he gets his stuff right. Larry! Larry! Uh, and Wendell Carter Jr. W what's the future for these uh, two guys? Uh, not in a Bulls uniform, hopefully. <laughs> no, this is my problem. Like, I like, you guys know I like Larry a lot. I talk about him on the All Net podcast. Mm -hmm. But on the last episode of the All Net podcast, I pretty much put a, a stamp on if I want Larry back or not with the Bulls. And the answer is no. He's not healthy enough. He's looking for a big bag of money. And yeah. you have to be consistent when you're getting that type of money. And part of consistency is being healthy and being on the floor. And Larry hasn't shown that. He's been bitten by the injury bug too many times in his career. So we're talking about these two players specifically, Lowry and Wendell Carter. And Wendell they're, gets hurt too. Well, there was rumors out there that there could be your potential trade partner with Minnesota to bring Carl Anthony Towns to Chicago and send off Lowry Markkinen and Wendell Carter. What are your thoughts on that? I think Carl Anthony Towns is under contract for $158 million. That's a lot of money mm -hmm. for uh, someone who is who is underperformed, but he's extremely talented. When he came in the league, I said he was going to be a Hall of Famer. Now, he hasn't performed up to expectations, but he has the ability. Would I do the trade for him, for Wendell and Lowry? I would definitely think about it because if you guys watch this uh, Sacramento Kings game, Marvin Bagley was just having his way with the Bulls front court players. Mm -hmm. he, he was able to get up dunks with, with no contest. And that's a big problem. We don't have a rim protector on this team. So Carl Anthony Towns is a bigger body. Uh, and Wendell Carter is a very small 6'10". Yeah. I, I would I would definitely think about doing it. I think the thing the thing with Towns is that it's the, the issue that I have with him is the same issue that Jimmy Butler had with him. And you know what that is, is that he, he seems like he's lazy. Yeah. Now, he's had a very traumatic year in the past, uh, you know, 12 months with everything that's been going on with the COVID. You know, his mom passed away. He's he's actually lost quite a few family members to COVID. He had COVID himself. So I'm not saying that's a pass or an excuse. I'm saying at this moment in time, that's what's going on with him. But overall, I think that the knock on him has always been that, like, you have all the talent in the world, but you don't apply yourself. So Towns for his career is 22.6 points per game, 11.7 rebounds. Those are pretty good numbers. Yeah. And those are what, those are the type of numbers that you want to see Larry Markkinen put up for the amount of money that he wants. He, he should be putting up these numbers. The problem is he can't stay on the court. Right. Yeah, he's, he's constantly injured. Like, just not... Now, with the shoulder strain, we don't know how many weeks. He's, they said two to four weeks. Uh, he might be back in like two weeks. Wendell Carter's constantly injured. These are just two guys, unfortunately. Their injuries have stopped their progression. Because we've seen flashes of brilliance from Larry Markkinen. He's put uh, big numbers up from time to time. And enough to where teams would possibly want to trade for him if he was healthier. But I think 
that's why he's not so high up in the trade market right now is because of his health. Yeah. So now that we're getting close to the halfway mark of his rookie season, what are your thoughts on Pat Williams so far? And what do you think his ceiling is going to be? So I like Patrick Williams a lot, a lot more than I thought I was going to because I wanted the Bulls to draft Denny, who hasn't had a great season in Washington this year, but you've seen bits and spurts where he's played really well. Now, Patrick Williams, on the other hand, he's played very, very well in select games. Other games, he kind of just plays in the shadows a little bit. Yeah, he gets lost in the shuffle a little bit. Right. And that's kind of what what you expect out of a, a rookie not so much a number four pick, but he's also young. He's 19 years old. You have to give these guys time. Not everybody's going to come out like a Zion Williamson or a John Morant. Right. And, or even Dane Lillard, uh, Steph Curry. Just these guys who take the league by storm. Now, Patrick Williams, he showed that he can play defense. He's got very long arms, can jump well, very athletic, can shoot the three ball a little bit. Still got to get better. That, that's a very high arcing shot. It's a little concerning how high arcing it is. <laughs> but as long as it goes in, I also like, and I haven't seen him do it in the past couple games, his pull-up jumper. His pull-up jumper is really nice. Yeah, He's very, very reminiscent to Kawhi Leonard. And I, I heard yeah. that Stacey King gave him a nickname, the paw. Yeah, the yeah, paw. Yeah. You know, play off the claw. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. how do you guys feel about this? I'm not mad at it. I mean, it's whatever. It's okay. Here's the thing. And here's my thing, though. Anytime you get a nickname in the NBA, it's because people are paying attention to what you're doing. Yeah. But you also want to have your own nickname, your own brand. That's kind of how I see it. If I'm Patrick Williams, I don't want to be the paw, which is close to the claw. I want to be Pat Will or whatever. Yeah, but I mean, think about it this way. Like we P-dub, had, P-dub. We, we had, we had, the, black, we had okay. the black mama, then we had the white mama. You know what I mean? <laughs> the, white mama was a the, the human victory cigar? Yeah. Who's that right now? Cristiano Felicio? Or is that when... Oh, yeah, boy. Either way. Yeah, Felicio or Cornette. So, oh, my God. Can we not see Cornette play geez. another... The guy's like, supposed he, to be able to hit threes. I haven't seen him hit one all year. He looks like someone's uncle that, like, decided to go shrinking, so he just, like, shows up on the court. <laughs> I gave him enough time. I'm, I'm done with Luke Cornette. So let me... When we talk about Pat Williams, we talk about, like, what do you think his ceiling could be? Is this a guy that you think could develop into a superstar? Mainly because you see the talent that he has right now, and he's so young. Do you think he can reach that status? Now, I was thinking about this before I went to sleep last night, because I'm always thinking about the Bulls. Um, <laughs> when, I, when I think about Patrick Williams, where he was drafted, where he is right now, do I see future superstar? I don't. I see extremely good player, possibly the the second best or third best on a team eventually. But it's really hard to gauge right now because we're not seeing it on a consistent basis. We see see him do little things. There's a lot of inconsistencies. I know his minutes dropped a little bit. He's he's been um, he's been having his ups and downs. It's it's his rookie season. Mm -hmm. I've I've seen a lot of good things from him, but I'm not ready to say, yeah, Patrick Williams is going to be a future superstar. I think he's going to be a very good player, though. So, And if he is a superstar, fantastic. But right now, I, I just think he's going to be a, a very good, reliable player for years to come. I think really when we talked about it before, it says the key for the Bulls right now is that unless Pat Williams becomes a superstar, it nothing matters because you're just going to be stuck losing to the same teams over and over again. Right, and you got to see what they do with this whole Lowry market and Wendell Carter situation right. because Otto Porter, Otto Porter's on his last year. Yep. He's getting $28 million. Yikes. 
<laughs> and then we have a, a bench full of veterans. They're on smaller contracts. I think Thad signed a three-year contract. Right. Uh, Sato signed a three-year contract. And these are all movable contracts, too, if, like, a contender wanted to trade for one of these guys. These are very easily moved contracts. That's, that's what I'm looking for is the Bulls will make some of these moves that, you know, towards the, the trade deadline, like, hey, uh, you know, Lakers, hey, you need uh, one of these guys? Mm -hmm. uh, we'll throw in Felicia for a bag of chips. <laughs> and, and that's the thing, too, when we're talking about trading these guys, especially Wendell Carter Jr. People are like, hey, you guys got to trade him. You got to so why are teams going to trade for Wendell Carter again if, right. if we're not getting what we thought we would out of him as far as Bulls fans and the Bulls organization? For, for a team that's currently... People act the like it's ceiling, so easy. The yeah. ceiling for this team right now is like maybe a six, seven, or eight seed, and we don't even want him. So what makes you think that that some team that's going to be an actual like NBA championship contender is going to want this guy? Now, I like Wendell, but like we talked about, consistency... He there. hasn't been yeah. on the floor consistently. He he's he's showing a little bit of touch around the rim. I like that. Um, he can block shots. He's starting to show that three point shot. I forget which game it was. I think it was against the Clippers. He, he knocked down like two in a row. I'm like Wendell. That was Wendell. <laughs> he's he's been very uh, underwhelming to me. I just you know he's just to me he's an NBA player. He's going to be a guy that plays like 10, 12 years. He's he's going to end up having a career like Thad Young, where he kind of just sticks around on teams for a long time. And he can come out and he has some grit and that's it, you know? Yeah. So him and Bagley were teammates. And there was talks about before Bagley signed with Duke that Wendell was going to be the man at Duke. Mm -hmm. And then Duke signed or he committed to Duke. Bagley committed to signed. Duke. At this but point, you know yeah, how it goes. Where'd that bag go? Where'd that bag go? But listen, yeah. let, let me swing back to Pat Williams real quick. Well, look at the NBA as a whole because you do the NBA show. You know the NBA inside and out. Mm -hmm. Who's your rookie of the year right now? It's, it's not even close. It's LaMelo Ball. Uh -huh. Oh, yeah. Shocking. Shocking. <laughs> I, don't I, was right, I was right from the jump. Why I mean, did I even ask that? Yeah. <laughs> Melo Ball, easily. All right, man. Let's let's uh, do this little thing here. We like to call it deep cuts. We're going to cut you deep with a couple of questions, all right? Now, for those who don't know, Mike and I are personal friends. We've worked together for many years. We've been to Bears games together. We found out that we have a ton of mutual friends. I'm a big fan of his music and his podcast. So now that the pleasantries are out of the way, let's do this, man. These are three questions I want you to give kind of your first reaction, all right? Bring it. All right, first question. If you could have a billboard with anything on it, what would it be and why? He's going to say Paul. <laughs> I could have a billboard on it? <laughs> if you could have a billboard with anything on it, what would it be and why? <laughs> it would it would be off the 294 North. It would have a picture of the Splains and me standing over it because I am, uh, I've, I've been called the mayor of the Splains because <laughs> I promote the Splains all the time. Shout out DP. Oh, bro. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa, it's a, it's a hey, family yeah. show, man. Woo. Woo. G rated. Okay. <laughs> At least it was just initials. All right, man. Let, let's talk about your music career. Um, you know, you have a lot of projects that have been going on. You know, I've been listening to your music for a long time. Can you tell us who are three people who've been most influ influential to you? Three people who have been most influential to me? Mm -hmm. Wow, this is going to sound really Homerish. But ideal, Ronesh and Throw C. They've always been there in my corner. Nice. Ronesh has always been feeding me beats, and Throw C and Ideal kind of.
constantly feed me motivation. Like, get off your butt and get the writing done, kid. I can attest to that. <laughs> You've seen it firsthand. I have. <laughs> All right, last. Is, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead, Mike. Finish are you going to say music artists? Yeah, I mean, just saying? just in, just in general. I mean, like, you know, you, you've been doing music for quite a long time. You kind of took a break and came back a couple years ago. The Green Monster. Um, I, you know, I still wear that T-shirt all the time because I I just think it's a great song. Uh, it's a good album, the Overdue album. Um, I know you got other stuff coming up soon, but that's what we were just asking. Like, you know, who who's influential? Whether it be like you know someone that's close to you, other artists that uh, you've worked with, you know, people like Nas or Jay Z, people you've looked up to, things like that. Yeah, so as far as people I know who are influential to me, it's those three that I named. As far as music artists who've been influential in my career or to my writing style, it's going to be Jay, Nas, and Outkast. Yeah, nice. yeah. Easy it. enough. Easy enough. Yeah, very is. All right, last question. What three words would you hope that other people use to describe you? Three words? Yeah. Extremely, extremely good looking that's four <laughs> now, now, um, I would hope that people use caring because I care about a lot of things other than sports just mm-hmm. humanity All right. <laughs> people being humane to one another um, basketball I got a love for basketball mm-hmm. yeah can we slash music? Let's let's put music in there because I only get three. And, and family, family is very big to me, and okay. I always try to put them first. That's no, that's fantastic, man. Even and, though and I put them third in this, <laughs> in this we're not going to tell nobody. No one's going to know. Switch that around in the editing. Yeah, bro. All right, man. Before we let you go, why don't you tell our listeners about any upcoming projects you have going on and how they can follow you on social media? Okay, so like you guys said in the beginning of the interview, Shine Native Radio goes on from 9 to 10 every Tuesday. Shout out to our partners, True Chicago Sports Fans, 606 Media, Shine Native Entertainment. You can catch it on Facebook live. Just go to the Shine Native page. Go to my IG, Mike Logic, M-I-C-L-O-G-I-K, or Shine Native Radio on IG. It will give you all the details on that podcast. I do it every other Monday, usually. And you can catch that on Spotify, Anchor, iHeartRadio now, Amazon. It's all over. All that podcast with Mike Logic and Ideal. And I am working on a brand new project. I have not titled it yet, but it's coming in the next few months. So I'm excited about that. Back on the mic. All right. That's fantastic. Mike, I got to tell you, again, everyone knows that, that we're good friends. So I appreciate you taking out the time coming on the show. Uh, for those who don't know, we might have something else uh, going on in the future. Hopefully, it's, it's, brewing. Else, it's brewing. It's not ready yet. Yeah, something else. Yeah, hopefully, be ready Someone's for the, uh, the fall. Stirring the pot stir, a little bit. Stir, yeah. Just stirring the pot. <laughs> That's coming up. Yeah, man. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, just want to thank our guest today, Mike Logic. Thanks for coming on, Mike. No doubt, guys. You have a great day and weekend. All right, all right. The True Chicago Sports Fans Podcast will return after a brief word from our sponsor. Hey, True Chicago Sports Fans, show off your Chicago pride with some fresh gear from Grit Clothing Company. At Grit Clothing, they create simple, classic clothing that represents their Southside Chicago lifestyle. With products like hats, t-shirts, hoodies, and glassware, Grit has everything you need to represent your Chicago pride. Check out gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15 for 15% off of your entire order. That's gritclothingcode.com and use our promo code TRUEFAN15.
15. Welcome back to the True Chicago Sports Fans Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Yeah. It's that time again, brother. Uh-oh. Yes, it's time for Stirry in a Pot. <laughs> Uh-oh. I got a good one. Oh, man. All right, all right. I'm, I'm getting gonna... more and more nervous every week. I know, yeah. Because I'm, I'm searching the web for these foods, man. Yeah, internet. All right, here we go. Here we go. I'm just going to get to the point. All right. Chicken and waffles. Yay or nay? Ooh. I knew I, I, knew I got you on this one. All right. So here's the thing. <laughs> Mixing two meals at once. Personally, I'm not... I'm not against the savory and sweet, but I have never had a good one. Ooh, okay. So for, for that reason, Shark Tank, for that reason, I'm out. Oh, man, you've got to be kidding me. Hey, man, we got we got to go. You know what? There's a spot by my house. Another spot. All my spots are by my house. Uh-huh. Yeah, I know. But this, they have a bunch of them now. They're called Friday Coop. And they do chicken right. Okay. All right. They do chicken and waffles right. I have never, I just, I, I had it once. I forget where it was. And, and even if I did, I, I wouldn't want to blow up their spot. <laughs> but it felt like, like, I'm. here's the thing. I'm not big on waffles anyway. Okay. I'm going to throw it back to you. Yeah. Pancakes or waffles? Just just a pancake and just, just a waffle. Just a pancake or a waffle. Oh, go pancakes all day. Yeah, me too. Oh, yeah. And that's the thing is that pe- people, I've seen people argue that, but waffles have little pockets to collect. And I says, yeah. Uh, and if, if it's collecting, that means it's not absorbing. Yes. I need them pancakes so I can literally sit in a booth and just expand my ass until it goes <laughs> over the side at Denny's, okay? That's what I'm looking for. What's the status? It's getting fatter. We can't stop it. Damn. Run for the hills. It's Fatzilla. So, I mean, pancakes all the way. So when it comes to waffles, I'm not big on waffles anyway. Okay. So chicken and waffles, I'm like, uh, somebody left some bread on my plate. This I'm here for the chicken, thank you. I brought you some nice fried chicken, sir. It absorbs the grease, man. <laughs> no. So if there's anybody there listening and knows of a great chicken and waffle place that we need to hit up, right. let us know. Yeah, let us I know. I mean, if you think that your chicken and waffle place is worthy of changing my mind, and granted, I am one of the most stubborn people on the planet. I can attest to this. <laughs> Give me a hell yeah! Like, if you know of a place that we need to go to, yeah, then that's your job to make sure that we know where that is. I mean, we've got to put this into the stern. Wow, like, you know, change our mind. That's right. I yeah, like it. I yeah, like it. Yeah. All right, E, let's get out of here. All right, y'all. That is it for today. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, if you like what you hear, you can give us five stars uh, on your favorite listening app of choice. And don't forget, you can subscribe to the show at anchor.fm slash true Chicago sports fans slash support. A big thank you to our sponsors, 606 Media, Noir Caesar, and Grit Clothing Company. Don't forget to check out gritclothingco.com and use our promo code TRUEFAN15 for 15% off of your entire order. Shout out to Ronesh and shout out to our super producer, Jay Soto. Super duper. Want to start a podcast or have your show sound as clean as ours? You can find everything you need at jsotomedia.com. Don't forget to check us out on social media. You can find us at True Shy Fans on Twitter and on TikTok. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Spotify, and reach out to us on our email. We want to hear from you. Let's hear about your stirring the pot ideas, your restaurant recommendations, uh, music we should check for, all that good stuff. Um, just give us a shout out. Uh, 
reach us at truechicagosportsfans at gmail.com. And shout out to today's guest, our resident NBA expert, Mike Logic. Don't forget to check out the All Net Podcast with Mike Logic and Ideal. Brand new episodes every other Monday coinciding with the NBA season. You can also hear Mike Logic, Ideal, and the rest of the Shine Native crew every Tuesday night from 9 to 10 on Shine Native Radio. As episodes available the next day on Spotify. All right, y'all. For Big Z, this is E-Rock. We'll see you next week for episode 34. Walter Payton, baby. That's right. Until then, be good to each other. For the love of sports. I'm Bob Bong. I'm a rapper. I am a rapper, damn it. <laughs> One, two, three, acapurias. <laughs> a few moments later. You have a lot of incest. That's real. Shut your mouth. Never boy. Nature versus nurture, Lodge. Nature always wins. I think he's on steroids. Hasta luego, amigos. That's all. Oh, I shouldn't have had those artichokes. We'll eat the poppers.